Do you remember that time when we went and saw the Batman? Yes. And we talked about for my birthday. how good of a movie it was? Yes. Well, I want you to think about that time. Okay. Thinking about it. Now, turn it all the way upside down. Is it a good movie? No, it's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and it's fucking awful. That was such a comparison. Well, one was a good movie, and one was written by J.K. Rowling and is bad. Hello, everybody. I'm America. That's James. And this is City Wave Cinema. And we are talking about Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, as was voted on by our viewers, uh, as our next movie for this podcast. So, mm. close the door. Mm. <sighs> yeah? I man, I sat through two hours of that shit. Two hours? Two hours of that shit. Alrighty. We, so many notes. Should we, should we get started? The new theme music in in this series isn't as good or iconic as the old theme music, and so when you it hit, also used the old theme music. <laughs> I, I didn't notice. As soon as you hit that opening graphic where they do all the fancy. Bum, ba-dum, bum, right, that's Hedwig's theme. Um, right, right when you hit that, you get this new score, and it's like reminiscent of the original score, but it's also not as widely varying or whimsical, and so therefore it's less good in every way. Starting off on a bad foot. I just wrote poor Johnny Depp. That was my first note. We do start on a montage of the, uh, montage of things that say Grindelwald is a bad, bad man, and he does bad, bad things. He's a bad, bad man, and he does bad, bad things. Uh, so, now, you know how Voldemort was a bad guy? Yeah. And he's super spooky, super scary? Yes. Grindelwald seems infinitely scarier. And more powerful. Just on a base casting level. Mm, I mean, him and Voldemort do share a lot of like qualities of like wanting uh, basically only pure-blood wizards mm-hmm. and uh, elitism and racism um, and all that jazz. If I had to put them in a fight... A Grindelwald wins for me every single time. I, I do think I have to put uh, my money on... Grindelwald, but in the same regard, Grindelwald gets caught and, like, locked up in multiple prisons multiple times. But that also means he gets out. No, but he's... We see him in the Harry Potter uh, movies, still in Azkaban, all old and decrepit. So I mean, somebody come looking for the fucking Voldemort Voldemort goes and looks for the Deathly Hallows. I do think... That, and I mean, to say, to say this, like, Voldemort was never caught. Harry just kind of disintegrated him twice, one time more thoroughly than the other. Here's the thing of it. I think Grindelwald is more powerful, has a less convoluted plan, and is simply more interested in destruction rather than political power, if you will. 
where Voldemort recognized the importance during the time of the political power he was seeking in addition to the power of fear and not showing his face ever. Um, so to that effect, they both play different strengths in the classic villain role. But I think if you square up Grindelwald from Fantastic Beasts with Voldemort from, oh, I don't know any of the movies with Voldemort in them, uh, Grindelwald beats the shit out of that guy every single time. I would like to see that fight. I actually would. I think that'd be really interesting. Um, I also had a note about the Amer- uh, the American newspaper, which it said its name. I don't remember. Daily bullshit. Yeah. Um, not as cool as, well, I guess the Daily Prophet is. That's a shitty newspaper, too. Well, but here's my note, because I was, I was thinking this. I was like, because uh, the Daily Prophet, when it's printed in the UK, is on tan paper, like parchmenty almost. Mm-hmm. And the American newspaper, Wizarding newspaper, is white, like printed on like white newspaper paper. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just wondering if that was like a real thing. I'm not from England, so I don't know. So maybe like they're news comes in like on like tan paper like they're actual newspapers i don't know i'm not from england but i was thinking about that i was like well maybe i i just thought i thought it was an interesting fact because i mean it's very two very distinctive looks and i just thought i'd point that out as the movie carries on we get uh everyone's favorite weird little wizard uh newt's commander I don't know if he's everybody's favorite, but he's a wizard. There's nothing wrong with Newt's commander. There's a lot of things wrong with Newt's commander. Are they in the books? There is no books for this. Yes, there is. No. In the trivia, J.K. Rowling wrote the book in 2001. The book is a textbook that Hogwarts... The book that this movie is based on is the book Newt writes. So Newt's going to go write that book and publish all his findings. And it's called The Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them by Newt's Commander. And it's a Hogwarts textbook that students are required to get while they're at Hogwarts. And J.K. Rowling actually made two uh, actual Hogwarts textbooks that she spent time writing. And one of them was The Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. And one of them was uh, The History of Potion Making. But they're just textbooks. Like, it's just like a catalog of creatures and descriptions and pictures and things. And that's. Right. So Newt's a terrible writer. <laughs> and that's what the book is. Newt. Newt. I, everyone sucks. Um, so there's not really like a book. Listen. For this story. I, I'm going to come out and say it. This movie is bad. The story is bad. Every character except Jacob Kowalski is laughable at all times and at the worst of times fucking blows they are one-dimensional fucking atrocities shadows of what a character could be or should be besides jacob kowalski who while he is one-dimensional only has good in his little silly heart that is true he is the only character in the entire movie that you should give a fuck about, be interested in, or care for at, at all. 
I like Newt. Meh. Newt's an idiot. Yes. Greatly so. <laughs> Newt's like king of the idiots of this movie. He's not the biggest idiot, but he's like the king of the idiots. Newt got kicked out of Hogwarts. Just like Hagrid, for the same reason, except for Tom Riddle didn't fucking... Frame him frame for murder? Because Tom Riddle wasn't even a thought in anybody's mind yet. Um, okay, so, so Newt comes to America, and he's got a suitcase that's poorly latched, full of hell-raising creatures, uh, which is, you know... a. And I, I will give the story a ounce of credit here. Why didn't Newt look into the way you have to get into the country at all? The only thing that references that he might have looked into it is when he says, I sent a mail thing about uh, getting my wand permit, which is a fucking stupid thing to have. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about J.K. Rowling and her opinion on America and her major market later. Fucking moron. Um... My next note just says Dougal's going to make an, a whole thing really complicated and awful, isn't he? But I didn't know who Dougal was at that point. Uh, and it's not Dougal that makes everything complicated and awful. It's all of the humans in the movie that make things complicated and awful. Uh, my only note at this point in the movie was... I had a couple, actually. Uh, do the creatures feel the movement of the briefcase? Like, if it Unclear. gets tossed around and stuff, does, is there like an earthquake in the habitat? There's no rules. Um, that is one. Of, oh, yeah, wrote that a couple times. Uh, and then Newt is the king of acting absolutely suspicious at all fucking times. It yeah, like literally and every time he's doing something, he's acting like he is the most suspicious person in the entire world. I brought it up to you while we were watching it, but almost all aspects of Newt's commander's behavior point to him not having a normal spectrum of behavior. He, I, and we did look this up a little bit and research into this. Um, so I and asked I, the question, is Newt Scamander autistic? It, it, correctly phrasing, it, is Newt Scamander a person with autism? Right. Um, I am a behavioral therapist, for those of you who don't know, who works exclusively with children with autism. And I do see a lot of traits in Newt that could, like, that do follow traits that people with autism share. Um, so, like, good little noodles, we Googled it. <laughs> yeah, and Eddie Redmayne, while J.K. Rowling has never come out and explicitly said yes, uh, because autism wasn't a diagnosis in 1920, just, it Shocker. wasn't, uh, mental health wasn't real until very recently, so, uh, but... There's no way to, like, actually be like, yes, Newt Scamander had autism. But Eddie Redmayne himself says that he does believe that Newt shares a lot of those traits and could be somewhere on the spectrum. And he does play that into how he portrays Newt, which there are just little nuances here. Um, and there, for those of you who aren't familiar with autism, um, people like that generally have poor social skills. Um they avoid eye contact. They uh, don't pick up on social cues very well. They can can um, have a hyperfixation into like one specific area and like have like immense knowledge in that area. They can be super um, intelligent and like book smart. And Newt does share a lot of those traits. Um, it's something that you see in Eddie Redmayne's portrayal. Like he always like is kind of like tilted down, his head's down. He watches people from the side of his eye a lot, but not directly head on. 
Um, and it's something that is really cool to think about. And I, and because Eddie Redmayne did say that that is something he takes into account, then we also should take that into account. Um, which would make a lot of Newt's behavior in this movie, and I haven't seen the other ones, so I don't know, but in this movie in particular, makes sense. Like, he doesn't know how to follow social cues. He doesn't know that he shouldn't just do these things. Um, and to him, it's all acting perfectly normal, and this is all fine, but it just looks... Completely looks suspicious. Completely conspicuous to everybody else around him. Um, from the government to just his friends, like everything he does. So yes, Newt is the king of acting suspicious, is my note about his whole entrance into this country. <laughs> my next note just says that Colin Farrell is not playing the penguin in this movie, and that's sad. Um, so as we continue. We see that there is like this force uh, attacking New York because we are in 1920s New York um, and we don't know what it is, but the head or I guess I don't really know what Graves' job is. Uh, he is also investigating along with the nomadges. <laughs> um, I have a note about that later, so I'll talk about it later. Uh, what this disturbance is. Um, and my note for that part, James said his, but mine, they go around saying, oh, it's just atmospheric pressure that caused this building to just explode. It's just, at it's atmospheric. It's atmospheric. Like, they say it, like, ten times so that you really, like, get the joke that they, this world, uh, this world in particular and Americans in particular just thoroughly hate every explanation that isn't like, concrete science. Um, and so... But then in the middle of them saying, yeah, it's atmospheric, this thing breaks loose again and tears up an entire city block. And I was like, yeah. I My whole note was just, yeah, sure, atmospheric. The atmosphere does that. You ever just see a road split in half? Sure. Sounds good. Extremely atmospheric. Um. Yeah. That was my next note. I had a note about the 1920s because we cut to in general. Yeah, because we cut to Eddie uh, Eddie Redmayne uh, and Newt rolling up to the bank for reasons. I mean, I, I think he's he just walking yeah, about. He wasn't. He's kind of wandering New York. He didn't really mean to end up at the bank, but there's a crowd gathered outside the bank, and the crowd is gathered listening to this lady in front of this weird poster banner thing, screaming and shouting. I'd like to make a point that I wasn't around in the 1920s. But last I checked. I don't recall there being many instances of ladies out in the streets in the 1920s hooting and hollering about cults. Don't recall that being a thing. Could be wrong. Wasn't there. But uh, that would not, in my eyes, have been taken seriously in any way by any amount of people. So that crowd is ridiculous. Maybe they were, maybe they were there to make fun of her. But they, well, no, because they make a point of it later in saying that, like, that's her crowd. Oh. And, like, that's her following. Hmm. There's these people who hate magic or the idea of magic or whatever. The Second Salem, like, basically witch hunters. Uh, yeah, they're, well, that's why they call them Second Salem. 
Well, yeah, that's why I'm saying they're basically witch hunters. It just reminds me of that South Park episode where they're witch hunt. Um, South Park did it better, JK. This, uh, I wrote this because I have, I, we have both watched this movie before, which is something that is unusual for this podcast. Fuck all. Um, I remembered bits and pieces of it, but I knew that if we wanted to watch the rest of them, we were going to have to rewatch this one. So I wrote a note that will come into fruition importantly here, but it happens a couple times uh, where with the briefcase and other briefcases. And I said this casual mix up of the briefcases will cause the entire rest of the movie to happen. There's a couple things, actually, that cause the rest of the movie to happen. Number one being Newt's commander not keeping his briefcase closed correctly. Um, and also not keeping it in muggle-worthy mode all the time. Let's be real here. He has a briefcase that has a switch that makes it muggle-worthy. If you're going into a place that you're unfamiliar with, you keep that shit on muggle-worthy all the time. And then it's pointed out later, as Newt mentions, that he knows about the backwards laws relating to magical beasts and segregation in America... And therefore should know way, way better than to just have his shit not on muggle-worthy settings at all times. Big stupid. Big, big stupid. I wrote a note about that. I was like, in case you missed the headlines and you're watching this movie, because they did fly by really fast. It is illegal to house magical creatures in America. Which is stupid as fuck. A lot of the rules in the um, American wizarding world, quote and unquote, are highly stupid. And it's kind of hard to watch knowing that it was written by someone that's not from that culture. And not intimately familiar with how the country functions. Um, I'm I'm sure she did some semblance of research because I will say like, Say whatever you want about J.K. Rowling. She's not a great person. Transphobe. Whatever you want to say. She's an incredible world builder and writer. Um, but... Polish a turd. It's still a turd. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming that she at least did some research and work into this. But it becomes very evident very quickly that this was written by someone who looks down on America. <laughs> Um, I also wrote before that because while Newt's watching this lady, uh, do her little speech, a Niffler breaks out of his briefcase and takes off, um, because there was a coin and it's shiny and he likes shiny things. just starts stealing. He just starts stealing. And I relate to Nifflers so hard. I just see shiny things and I want them. So, love Nifflers. Uh... And then I wrote another note because then Newt chases the Niffler into the bank to go retrieve him, obviously. And again, Newt is the king of being suspicious because he just walks in there and very clearly sticks out so hard. Uh, yeah, we were, we were talking about while it happened whether or not Newt's commander was actually, like, a, a good wizard. And uh, I've decided that he's not. 
And it's not for lack of trying. It's because he does shit like leave silver eggs all over the place. Just wherever. And and then ignoring people when they call after him. But that's not... That doesn't matter as much as the wizarding portion of the keeping control of all your animals. He's basically a wizard zookeeper who is just terrible at his job. Uh, having... Or having a hard time responding to your name is also a trait of autism. Um, but I think, well, let's put this this way. I think he's a very gifted caster. I think he's a very gifted wizard. I think due to his possible diagnosis, I think he can be forgetful or just not observant of things sometimes. Um, but why that particular egg was in his pocket and not with the rest of the eggs? There's no explanation as to how it got there. Yeah, I got nothing. You never see the egg in his pocket. You don't even notice that there's, you don't even know that there's a nest of those things in the briefcase until like 30 minutes later. Like, it's just, there's so many things that happen that there's not an explanation for and that's just super classic J.K. Rowling writing. Things happen because she decides that they do, not because there's a good reason for them to, because she decides. And that is fucking bad writing. At least give an excuse for why things happen. Come on now. We're not fucking idiots watching and reading. Um, I also wrote, because my next note is about Kowalski. I also have a note about Kowalski. I love him so much. He's wonderful. He's so precious, and I felt so sad, because Banks are dicks. Yeah. Bank, like, real world, fantasy world, Banks just suck. Yeah. And getting money from people just sucks, can can confirm. Been yeah. doing it for a few months now, trying to get our house. Yeah. Uh, fucking sucks. And just watching his little heartbreak as he tries to sell his grandmother's recipes and his baking uh, is not fun, and I hate it. And I just want only happy, good things to happen to him forever. So. I mean, for the rest of the movie, it's pretty much only happy, good things that happen to him. With vague threats here and there. Um, I I wrote a note for, about that same scene where he gets denied at the bank that let's just make the movie about Kowalski instead because he's a better character than Newt's commander is. Um, and I stand by that. Uh, Newt's an idiot. Um, my next note, though, is... Newt finally remembers that Kowalski exists and uh, sees the egg that Kowalski, also like an idiot, is just like waving about in the bank like, Hey, Mr. Englishman, you lost your egg. And, you know, that that won't draw any attention for sure. And then Newt does all of the magic all of the time. Yes, like not even... He does like a spree of like 19 magic things. Not subtly, not anything. Like he just casually performs magic in front of a muggle with no concerns about doing so. A consistent thing that will start here and roll for the rest of the movie is read the room. Yeah. Understand your surroundings. Because Jesus. So they go, he brings my... My guy Kowalski over to the stairs via magic. They go down. The bank manager sees him go down, and they the Niffler's trying to break into the vault. Newt opens the bank vault. Uh, 
the bank manager gets down there and he's like, oh, so you're just going to steal the money, eh? And then he hits the alarm that's on the wall conveniently. And uh, Also, slowest fucking response time from the bank security to get down there. I don't even think the bank really had security. I think it was just the cops. Um, no one responded to that alarm. No one. No one. For some time. It was a, all of the sometime. Um, he hits the alarm and then gets fucking domed with a petrificus totalis. I, uh, I, did I say that right? Yes, you did. Fucking nice. I, uh, I wrote that because he's trying to get the Niffler back and is like fighting with the Niffler, and that's why he's doing all these things. And I said, Newt, your undying love for animals causes you to be far too reckless all of the time. All of the time. Like, he just, he doesn't think about his own safety. He doesn't think about other people's safety. All he cares about is his animals. And again, that can go back to being a trait of a person with autism is... Like just again that hyper fixation that oh like he those are his those are the only things he cares about he doesn't care about himself he doesn't care about other people. It's also really funny just though because later in the movie he shows that he cares about other people. So it's like that's an example of bad writing. Not even just the way that humans work is like they make a point of showing that he cares about other people and the well being of people around him, but only when it's convenient for the plot. And so that's not consistent, and that fucking sucks. And it's J.K. Rowling's fault, and we're all going to blame her. This episode won't do well in the UK. (laughs) Um, Neither will the next one. I said... uh, Well, do you have any more notes about the bank breaking? Um, I just said this was super out of hand already. Uh, Newt is the worst wizard to ever wizard, and I will not be convinced otherwise. Uh, This is all just throughout them apparating out of the bank and shit. Uh, and then and then enters... James is probably least favorite character in the entire Harry the most, Potter universe. The most anti-hero hero to ever anti-hero ever. Like, truly, truly one of the worst characters I've ever... I would watch... Four hours of Dolores Umbridge before I watch this fucking Tina Goldstein more. If Umbridge is going to hell, Goldstein is going underneath hell. She has no concept of someone who's not been to the land before not knowing the rules. Someone who... She has no concern for uh, anything around her either has Mm -hmm. no ability to read the room has no ability to read a person or their intentions i don't know how she became an aura in the first place she's clearly an idiot clearly reckless clearly makes only mistakes maybe she's got a good heart but i don't believe it for an instant because she also in only seeing good things from newt consistently hounds him to take him to fucking jail for dumb shit. The whole time, she is actively combating the heroes until she's not anymore because change of heart. That That's not real. That's fucking crazy. This is a terrible, horrible, awful, no good, very bad character. And it's lazy as fuck to give it a character switch in the middle of the movie. Fuck Hermione Granger. It's not Hermione Granger. Fuck all of them. Um, 
Why is it always the girls? Does J.K. Rowling hate girls, too? I don't know. Her boys are heroes, and her girls are monstrous. I mean, Hermione was based off her. If the Well, oh, Hermione's a monstrous cunt! <laughs> wow! I wonder how this could have happened! Um. Shocker! I... I fucking hate her. I just like your note. I'm, pe I'm peering over at it right now. It says, I fucking hate that witch bitch Goldstein. Um, but, so yeah, so Tina shows up, she apparates Newt, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's just like, I don't know? <coughs> he's like, I'm, I'm clearly not in control of anything that's happening here, I don't know what's going on. I'm just here to release this giant golden eagle thing, like, I, I don't, uh. um, and Tina Goldstein, James did say she's an or I, I agree with James. I don't think, she, I don't think she's necessarily as bad as James says, but I'm not quite sure how she got the job in the first place. I'm assuming she must have some level of competency, because they don't just let anybody be an Auror. Oh no, they clearly do in America. That tracks. Um, with the rest of our government and political, or judicial system, but, uh, she works for Makuza, which... I think my biggest complaint with this movie and probably this series is going to be that J.K. Rowling, whether she admits it or is even aware of it herself, does believe that she holds some superiority, or at least Britons hold some superiority over Americans, and that Americans are dumb. Because the way she has us label things, and- Fucking Nomadge. Go fuck yourself. We're much more creative than that. Like Nomadge standing for no magic and Makuza just being like- Makuza being very similar to Yakuza. And also Let's just- draw some parallels to the Japanese gangster, shall we? And also just being like the abbreviation, of, like, the- of the, like- M-A-C-U-S-A? Yeah, Magical Congress of the United States of America. Like, that's... It's... I don't know. It's it's a little insulting. I wrote that, like, Nomadge is a stupid fucking name and J.K. Rowling's British superiority is evident all over was my actual note. Um, So it's just kind of... I don't know. It's hard. Because I... When this series first got released, or, like... um, It was started talking about and Pottermore was this big thing that was happening and so they started releasing all this information about the American school and Ilvermorny and the American wizarding world um, on Pottermore and as I was reading it I was like I was like this series is going to destroy everything I love about Harry Potter yeah yeah it's not fun or whimsical and that or was, interesting and that was before I even saw the movie I was like this is not Good. In fact, it's quite bad, actually. Um, I did have a funny note about Goldstein as she arrests Newt's commander. She can't arrest and, him. She's not a cop. She lost her job. And goes to fucking, uh, goes to the fucking investigative team of Makuza and walks in while they're talking about fucking, they're talking about this 
whatever this creature is that's fucking shit up in New York and Grindelwald and stuff. And she walks in there and she's like, I got a bad guy, bad man, I found him. And they're all like, hey, how about you go fuck yourself? Get the fuck out of my office. And I, I wrote the note. It says, ha ha, fuck you, Goldstein. The adults are talking. I loved that part. Because later on, they're like, you knew that there was a man with magical beasts in a briefcase for two days and you didn't come tell us. And I was like, she fucking tried. Like, you can't. They were like pissed as shit. And like, she got arrested, too, because of that. I was like, no, 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 no. She fucking came into you and was like, hey, this dude. And they were like, how about you just go sit the fuck down? Like, and so she tried to tell y'all. Like, and you all didn't want to hear it, so that's on you. That's not on her. That was, like, I, that just, as a storyline, that really pissed me off. Because they were like, you've known for two days and you didn't say anything. And I was like, she tried to. That's one of the funny comparisons I drew uh, between Makuza and the Ministry of Magic in Hogwarts. And it's that the Ministry of Magic is corrupt but not incompetent. Makuza is strictly incompetent. Facts. They're not really shown to be corrupt, maybe morally misaligned, but they're not shown to be, like, poisoned from within with corruption. They're just stupid. And it runs right along the track with that idea that it was written with a British superiority complex, which is, you know understandable but unforgivable from England and the fucking I mean, high snobiety that comes out of everything J.K. Rowling touches. Most uh, of the world thinks we're idiots, but you know. Most of the world is right, but they don't need to talk about it. We, we can say we it. We fuck it up enough on our own, okay? You don't need to show it. We can say it. You can't. <laughs> we're the fuck-ups here. Um, I also wrote while we were in just in like they were showing all these like widescape things of Makuza and how like their government, I guess the wizarding, the American wizarding world government operates. I literally just wrote why American wizards so bougie. They like, like expensive shit. Like it was, you look at like the Ministry of Magic and it's, it's cool looking like it is a, it is a government building. This place, the Makuza headquarters, is so fucking bougie. It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, it was the 1920s when extravagance ran rampant, and then everyone true. ran out of money. Um, I also said, why are we more technologically advanced in America, in the wizarding world, in 1920 than Harry's wizards are in 1990? I fucking because J.K. Rowling doesn't know how to write consistency into her stories and writes bad characters on top of it? I don't know. It was really bugging me. I was like, that... I was like, that doesn't track. Because they were, like, using parchment and quills. And, like... Scrolls and shit. Yeah, and, like, lanterns and shit at Hogwarts and in, like, the Wizarding World in England. The Makuza people may as well have had guns. Like... Literally, like, they have, like... So much technology. I don't know. It just, it was weird to me. Um, and then, so she gets shut down by the investigative force and she goes back to where she actually works, which is in the wand permit division. And I wrote, having to have a permit 
to own a wand in America, like having to be registered, not only that you're a wizard, but that you can also hold a wand, is so very American. Like, that's just so much red tape. That is a very perfect mug for apt right now. Um, but there's that just makes so much red tape. I like I was like that. I there were lots of things that I was like, yeah, that 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 tracks for America. Like as an American, that would definitely be how that would work. Um, so, do you have any more notes? Um, I wrote, my my last note for while they're in the Makuza is that Newt sucks, but everyone else sucks even more. Um, I don't remember what about, but I wrote it. Uh, but more importantly, it's that, uh-oh, he's got the Baker's case. Uh, which is a fun little oopsie in that everyone has the same briefcase. Now, let's bear this in mind. One of those briefcases came from England, made at least years ago, because his passport states that the last time he left England was in 1923. So it's at least three years old, probably five to six years old, that he's had this briefcase. There is no shot, no chance, no way in all of heaven, hell, and in between that my man Jacob Kowalski has the same size, color, material, shape, briefcase in New York having just got back from the war two years ago. They're also, like, identical as hell. They're fucking the same. That's such contrived bullshit. Oh, I gotta figure out a way to make it so that Kowalski has the case. There's no way. Newt would know from the jump that he doesn't have the right case in his hands. I've also got He would know. That's where he keeps all of his most valued possessions. And if he's hyperfixating on these animals so much, you know he's going to be paranoid about the case. You know he is. There's no way he isn't. How does he pick up Kowalski's case that has 17 muffins in it and not know that there isn't dragons? You also have to assume that it weighs like differently, right? Like they have And stuff to. shifts differently. Even in muggle-worthy mode, that thing was packed to the brim with stuff and cases and clothes and shit. And that's going to weigh differently than 17 fucking muffins in a croissant. Fuck, this is bad. It's bad. It's got a 7.3 on IMDb and it sucks. While they're still in Makuza, I have a couple notes. Um, or I guess I just have one more that I want to talk about. Because while they're talking, he mentions that he's wants... Like, Newt starts talking. He For the first time, he mentions that he's doing all this because he wants to write a book about magical creatures. And Tita's exact response is, like, an ex- extermination guide? And I wrote, Americans want to exterminate magical creatures because, of course, they do. See, that was another moment where I was like... That sounds exactly like what would happen. <laughs> like, if there was a wizarding world in America. Yeah. That sounds exactly like what would happen. Um, is that Americans would want to exterminate all the magical creatures. See, but I don't think that's actually what would happen. What do you think would happen? I don't think America would just be like, yep, yeah, we gotta exterminate all the magic creatures. I don't think that's what would happen. I think it would operate... A lot more like zoos. Mm. I think it would be maybe illegal to 
own said magical beasts unless you had proper permitting. Because, you know, we in America love our permits and red tape to make things happen. Monetizing uh, yeah. the There's no reason capitalism. you should exterminate a magical beast when there's money to be made there. That's the most American that thing. That is the most American <laughs> thing you could do. The most American thing you could do would be to take capitalism and wrap those beasts up in a nice little golden bow. That's the most American thing that you could do. Simply exterminating them is the most 1944 Germany thing you could do. And also maybe what someone... Maybe I take it back. James is right. Capitalism. Maybe that's something that someone outside of America would would think that we do because we're just violent people. It is a scary nation, but... the. Everything that happens in this country happens because money can be made because of it. Everything. They actually make a point of it in this movie um, later on. When they try to buy information? No, when uh, they take the the dude that wants to put like witchcraft in the newspapers, the son of the head of the newspaper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They take uh, the witch, the Second Salem witch hunters there, basically. And they're like, listen to her story. She's got facts. And he's and like... the senator goes, "Get no, you don't. You don't have a story. It doesn't sell. Well, he's all, he said, he's like, she doesn't want any money. And then he said, then her story either sucks or isn't real. Like that was, and that's in a very, that is true. It's like, that's an extremely capitalist way to look at things. And that is the American way to look at things. I'm not saying it's good by any means, but 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 that's the way it is. So it's funny to me that there would be that nod to how things work here. But also let's just have that be the only instance where that's the real thing. Yeah. Everything else in America is just guns, violence, shoot first, shoot second, ask questions after reloading. Like, it's just such a ramshackle way to do America. And I'm going to say this. I don't think countries should make movies about other countries. We do it all the time. I know. And they're bad. Yep. Like, don't. Unless you're going to get people from that country to go play checks and balances on your writing team, don't. The sole writing credit on this movie goes to J.K. Rowling. She wrote a movie about a country that is her biggest market, and she just put her middle finger up to it. She wrote a whole story based in a country she doesn't live in, where she sells most of her books. And not subtly, either. And just fucking rubbed her balls all over it. Um, so since we mentioned them a couple of times, this is in the point in the movie where we do get to meet the second Salem cult group. Oh yeah, I said, fuck these fucking indoctrinating assholes and that shitty teenager's fucked up haircut. I said, ah, religious extremists. Americans, I will say, historically, more That's than classic. any other com- country, really fucking hate witches. Like, we have yeah. not liked them. So I will say, like, the feelings about magic and stuff in America, that does track, because, like, literally, like, we went on witch hunt and murdered a bunch of people because we thought they were witches. I can only imagine... Weird behavior, frankly. 
what it would be like if there were witches. So this, like, having this whole Americans really hate witches thing um, leads to the entire plot of this series. Not this movie, but, like, the series overarching theme as a whole um, because of Credence. <coughs> and so, yeah, that was... I was like, that that is something, again, that tracks. And then I said, indoctrination of youth in exchange for food. You yeah. can eat once you take oh. your pamphlets. Oh, that made that grinded my fucking gears. Read your man. pamphlet before you take your food. Mm. I literally was oh. just I I would enact I'm I will say that's the I that's the only gleaming light they gave Tina, and it was a good one, is I would have enacted a lot of violence myself on that woman for those children. So your job is an aura. Not I, like you're a very good one anyway. Yeah, I I wouldn't be an aura. I would just enact acts of violence. You would be a wizard terrorist, and let's not even joke about it. You would. You would. You would. No. You'd be a wizard terrorist. You're just saying that because I'm in Slytherin. No. But that doesn't help your case. Uh... Do you have a little weird skull tattoo on your arm? Because um- I have a weird skull tattoo on my arm. I have an umbrella. Where is it? You can't see it. There it is. This this also doesn't help my case. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're fucking... Yeah, you would... Yeah, you're a wizard terrorist. I'm five. I'd be five in the wizarding world. I oh just... my god, you're a wizard serial killer. <laughs> That's actually more accurate. I do not murder people, and I never will murder people. Homicide is bad. Okay. Um... <laughs> Before I get... Hey, can we homicide this script? Um, J.K. Rowling already did that. Yeah, that's right. Well, no, she brought it to life, but she brought it to life like Frankenstein, but only put legs on it and didn't put arms. It's like four legs on Frankenstein's monster. I wrote, um, Newt's really an exceptional wizard because his casting is fast. And I will say his casting He's is so subtle. speedy. Like, he is on it all the time, but he's so bad at being a human... Yeah, he really runs into that issue. Um, which, again, could track to him being a person with autism. Yeah. So, is it really his fault? No. Um, is it a plot device? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and used heavily as such. Now we get to the scene where the senator's kid brings... Not yet. The fucking, yeah. I was gonna, well, I have notes then. Well, I have a note about Newt being the best caster I've ever seen, but also an idiot, and then Well, I have a note about Kowalski being in the apartment and that whole shebang with the- Oh, I just love that whole sequence in the apartment. Um, Kowalski ends up with Newt's briefcase, as we previously mentioned, and opens it. Because- Because moron. Yeah, I don't know. If I hear growling noises from a briefcase, my first instinct is to pop that shit open. Um, not. So he lets loose the like three, four? four, four, four or five of Newt's creatures out of the briefcase. Newt and Tina track him down. Um, Newt fixes the entire building. Newt fixes everything. Like and goes trying. to ob- it's effortless casting and goes to obliviate Jacob because the entire way there, Tina was like, "How could you not obliviate him?" And then she's like, "No, don't obliviate him." You- this whole scene, everything Tina says just makes me angry. Yeah, because then she straight she does that, and then she's like, "Hello, Mister Nomad," 
are you okay? And I was like, calling a nomad, nomad, a nomad to, to their face is a good way to bring them into realization that there is a yes madge, is what I said. So, I... No wonder she's not an Aura anymore. Her fucking crisis brain is awful. I don't know. Like I said, I don't understand how she got the job. It doesn't make any sense. Um... And then it's simply atrocious. That's where we get the note of you really don't know anything about how things work here, do you, Mr. Scamander? And that's when Newt drops the line of I know about your backwards laws about how you're not allowed to like wizards aren't allowed to marry or be with non wizards. Okay. So we get the segregation in America and elitism. Right here is the pinnacle. Of all of the stupid in the movie happening at the same time. Newt. Knows he's going to America. Only learns about the bad things. Doesn't learn about any of the rules he has to follow when he gets there. Okay? Problem. Tina. Finally comes to the realization that Newt doesn't know a goddamn thing about the country. Continues to treat him as though he should have known the whole time. And doesn't explain anything. And doesn't apologize for being a fucking asshole for the whole prior portion of the movie. All the while, Jacob's sitting over here with fire shooting at his asshole, a bleeding wound in his neck, and no one's helping him! It also should be noted that that wasn't like... Some wizards in America, no, that is all of America, all of American wizards have decided that pure blood is the only way to go. And so in that, it should be noted that J.K. Rowling basically just called every single American racist. Yeah. Whether intended or not, that's the way it reads. Because the line is, you... Guys are, like, it's illegal for non-wizards to to fraternize. be with wizards. It's not, like, a preferred thing. It's not, like, a frowned-upon thing. It is illegal. You can't, you can't also come into a conversation about that and go, oh, she's just pointing out the racism of the time. Then why... Is the president of Makuza black? I think they're trying to call out the racism without directly calling out the racism. Uh, followed by immediately directly calling out the racism? How the fuck is this such a convoluted mess of just wrong? You did it in every wrong way you could have fucking done it. And it could have been done really well. Sure. I don't know. Get an American to help you write it. Get someone who learned about the country while they were in it to help you write it. Fuck, man. It's so bad all the way through. I don't know how they're making five of these. She said she's making five of these, yes, by the way. Yes, we're on three. We're on three. Also, fuck Amber Heard. You'll hear a lot of that, because fuck Amber Heard. Um, And then we get to the newsroom. And then we do the newsroom, yeah, with, um, the, with the weird culty adopted family weird... I have a uh, lot of notes about this scene. Oh, I don't have any besides, oh, that's their name. <laughs> I wrote, why that dude have a bat? 
Because, like, the oh, son yeah. just straight up he just, walks in with a fucking bat. No, no, no. He doesn't walk in with it. He picks it up from next to someone's desk. And, like, marches to his dad's office, like, with a weapon. For reasons. Um, I do, oh, I, I do have a second note. I wrote, calling people freaks to their faces? How rude. Not only calling people freaks to their faces, calling a kid a freak for no reason. No reason. He deserved it. He deserved what he got. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, that guy got fucked up. And it makes sense. Um, But, like, I mean, honestly, if you saw someone walk up to a kid in any environment and call them a freak to their face, crumple up the thing that they had dropped and throw it back at them, would you not beat the shit out of that person? I said, I, I wrote that, like, I was like, why are you such a dick to children? Like, that? it's so unwarranted, and it doesn't make any it, sense. There's no provocation. None. Other than just to make this dude an asshole so you don't feel bad when he fucking dies, dies later, later in the movie. It, I wouldn't have, uh, I just, it, 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 oh god, it's so, it's like, okay, well, I need to have him die, right? So what causes, I have the event planned, I need to plan backwards from the event. Okay, so you plan backwards from the event and you start this really twisty turny story where someone is doing the thing and you don't really know what's going on, but then you stop at this point in the movie where you make a character that you introduced that scene a massive fucking asshole with no explanation. That's the fuck up. That's the fuck up. That's the classic JK Rowling fuck up is introducing a character who's a fucking asshole and not giving an explanation for it. That is super, super classic J.K. Rowling. All throughout Harry Potter, I bet you it's going to happen more in the next coming movies. In the books, whatever the books in Harry Potter, I don't fucking care about the books in Harry Potter. The movies are all that matter. On this podcast, anyways. Yeah, on this podcast, anyways. Especially since the, you know... These movies don't have books. Yeah, we really can't use the book argument for these. You you can get away with saying, oh, well, in the book, you know, Voldemort has this backstory that gets explained and they don't really do a good job of showcasing it in the movie or whatever. These characters who are bad. Where's your fucking excuse here? You did the same character trope on screen that you did before, but you don't have a fucking manuscript prior explaining why he's like this. And if you did and you filmed the scene, they cut it. So you, there's no fucking escape for you here. These characters are bad. You don't have reasons why. And you're fucking bad at writing. You're bad at writing. You're great at world building. You're bad at writing. So we leave the newspaper place. Um, I'm fucking angry. <laughs> and we... I'm just fucking Tina angry. Tina takes Newt and Jacob Kowalski back to her... Like, apartment, which is a women's only apartment. Something I didn't know existed, but makes I don't, sense. I don't know if that historically is, like, a thing, but that would also make sense, like, if for single women, because males... A safe place to go, you know? Yeah, you also, like... When that was still rapes. That was still, like, when you had to have, like, gentleman callers, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. there was, like, a process to courting people, or wooing them. Um, now we just show up outside your house and honk our horn. Or text... Oh, that's even worse. Um, and we meet Tina's sister, Queenie. Love Queenie. Queenie's great. She's, Queenie's a sweetheart. Um, 
She has the gift of, and I can never say this word, so please do not fry me, legitimacy, um, which basically means she can read minds. It's something that Voldemort also was capable of. Um, people can study it. What? Well, that's what... Uh, Voldemort was speaking to people in their minds. Is that the same thing? Basically. It's, it's like uh, what Snape was trying to get Harry to learn how to protect himself against using oculumency. Dude, Voldemort just keeps getting shittier and shittier the more she writes characters. Because now you've got this wizard in New York who just does it so effortlessly. Meanwhile, Voldemort's got to fucking fight to get inside your head. Voldemort's supposed to be the fucking Dark Lord, the fucking baddest wizard that ever there has been, one of the most powerful wizards that's ever existed, except for maybe Dumbledore. And you're telling me he had to fight to get into a kid's brain? Well, Come the fuck on, man. The thing is, you can train to learn, um, legitimacy, I can never say it. You can learn how to read people's thoughts, which is that study, and then you can also learn how to defend against people who can read your thoughts, which is oculumency, which is what Harry was trying to learn how to do and just sucks at it, because he's got too many emotions. Snape sucks too. Um, but it's just important that I note that, because I'm going to have things to say about it. Um... (laughs) And then I, but I did write before any of that, Queenie is far too horny. Oh, uh, my note says Queenie would like to do sex. Like she is. She saw Kowalski and was like. She's like, you brought, <gasps> you brought men home? Whoa. Um, and then I wrote Jacob is the best character in the series and I will hear no arguments. Dude, he just, he takes everything in stride and they like kind of allude to that. It's like, it's because he thinks he's dreaming until he goes into the briefcase and goes, yeah, I don't think I'm dreaming anymore. But it's like, if you find yourself asleep and you are in a dream and you realize you're in a dream, for most people, it immediately unravels and you wake up. For America, she can control and manipulate her own dreams, which is dope. And I wish I trained myself to be a lucid dreamer. Uh, It also means that when you sleep, you don't get any actual rest. Um... Jacob is just so relaxed the whole time, and it's fucking great. He I've, just takes everything in stride. He's just smitten immediately with this girl that he thinks he's dreaming of, and she's smitten back. And what's even better is it's happening in real life. What like The movie should just be about him. I think I said it like four or five times while we watched it. The movie should just be about Kowalski because Newt's a fuck-up. Tina's a joke. The ministry in America is a <coughs> fucking atrocity. Uh, all of the Americans are a fucking atrocity. All of the English whatever is a fucking atrocity. It's all terrible. But Jacob Kowalski is a war veteran. He's a badass. He's smart. He's a hardworking, really funny guy. He's suave. He's not, like, built like a hero either. He's a portly guy. And that's fucking cool. It's cool to see someone demonstrate all these cool hero traits and not... Fit the physiological ideal image of what a hero could be. It's not fucking Hercules standing there being charming and funny. It's this great fucking dude, Jacob Kowalski, and the movie should be about him, goddammit! Um, Tina makes a note about how she, like, she doesn't want Queenie to read her mind, and I was like, Tina, you if your sister is... Your, your sister can read your mind at all times. If your sister is, like, good at... Li- legitimacy then you need to be better at oculency if you don't want her to read your mind like just do the work 
Um, and Queenie makes a note, and I don't understand it, and I don't have an explanation for it, and confuses the fuck out of me, mm-hmm. uh, that she has a hard time reading British people's minds. Because of the accent. Because of the accent. Which begs the question, does J.K. Rowling think that we think with the accent we speak with? I mean, you probably do. It, I think in, with, I think with Siri's voice. Well, it's like an in it's that whole thing about like some people have internal monologues and blah blah blah. Like so, it's not actually. I take it back. My internal monologue sounds like just beep boop bop. Okay, <laughs> we're yeah, just my, gonna, my internal monologue is sounds. We're just gonna let that sit there. Um, <laughs> so we gotta wrap up this episode. I don't know what having an accent has to do with mind reading. I was gonna go until they went into the briefcase. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, It'll be a long episode. But I wrote that it's convenient that she Extremely. can't read Newt's mind. Extremely. Thoroughly. Because he is absolutely planning to fucking dip. <laughs> <laughs> like, like uh, clearly. Um, We get this brief flash to an alleyway where Graves is interrogating Credence, telling him that he has to go help him find this child. In case you wanted further confirmation that... Colin Farrell's playing a bad guy in this movie. Um, oh, and I wrote that Credence is an actual hell. He is not. His life sucks. And he mentions how he had a vision of this child. Couldn't be more than 10. And blah, blah, blah. And all I wrote, because again, I, we had seen the movie before. I was like, your vision is horrifically wrong. Like, not even like close. I Did he even have a vision? I think he was just trying to tell Credence that because I thought about that after I wrote that note. Because... You, you're operating under the knowledge that an Obscurus, which we'll get, get to, to later, later, is cannot exist in the body past ten. ten. And the person will die. So I think that's what he was trying to say, um, but I don't really know. I don't know. It was it's all sh- very contrived. It was a short scene, and then we're back at the girl's apartment, and we find out their parents has, have uh, had died from dragon pox. And I said, the fuck is dragon pox? Because this is the first time we're hearing about that in the wizarding world. Um, I'm assuming, well, don't worry. J.K. Rowling wrote it, so there's no explanation. I'm assuming it's going to be like, it was like some reference to like smallpox in America. I'm assuming that's the jab she was taking. It's- oh, go fuck yourself, Black Plague. But I can't say for sure. Um... And then Newt and Tina make a plan to go catch the animals tomorrow together. And I just wrote, I trust Newt and Tina to do nothing after seeing how they have handled things thus far. I trust Newt to do a half of a thing. Um, Newt's at least a competent wizard. And where we will end, they go, they get ready for bed. Um, the once girls bring them cocoa. The girls do bring them cocoa. And once they go to bed, Newt leaps up. Throws his briefcase on the ground and just walks into it. Like the mime trick of like walking downstairs and disappearing, like that sort of thing. Uh, and Kowalski just goes, ah! from the bed. <laughs> and like this very he like. just makes like a high pitched laugh. And I wrote, you know, that is the proper reaction to someone disappearing into a briefcase. Yeah. Pretty like much. that is a hundred percent how I would react to back. So that is where we will leave you for part one. Um, I haven't met anyone in the Harry Potter fandom 
that likes these movies particularly well. So I don't think anyone's going to be upset about what we have to say. But it doesn't get much better. In fact, it gets worse. From here. So until next Fuck time. Fuck Amber Heard. Fuck Amber Heard. I said that with my whole chest. Like, literally, fuck her. Bye.